Hello and welcome to the Ramen Profitable Podcast. My name is Atish Mazumdar and I'm here with my co-pilot, the great and powerful Chris Scott. And this is the podcast about testing out your ideas, taking your first steps, and really overcoming those obstacles on the way to entrepreneurship. Enjoy. How was your week? Uh, Man, it was brutal like this uh just september 30th is the last day of this quarter i'm positive i brought this up on the last podcast but um man it's uh it's one of those things maybe this is a a a topic for a different uh day or something like that because i'm sure there's more than enough that i could speak about this but it's like i need to learn how to effectively set boundaries in multiple ways because first and foremost, an unintentional thing happened uh, through like lockdown or, or really working remotely. Um, and that's like something that I never anticipated happening in my lifetime, or rather to me, uh, is that like I've started to not be able to keep boundaries between my personal life and my work life uh-huh. like set. So it's like now I... Uh, you know, I do make OT, which is nice, but it's also like, God damn, I'm doing, you know, 55 to 60 hour weeks now. And it's, it's just too much. Like it's a lot. I I feel you there. I feel you there. Yeah. So it's like, I need to, uh, but, but it's, it's weird because at the same time also, you know, and, and without speaking specifically, uh, like right now, September 30th is when this quarter ends. We're trying to close a whole lot of business. Uh, and there are just some people who are not used to working at a certain speed or under a certain amount of pressure or whatever. So I feel like I'm doing not only my job, but somebody else's job as well. And that is not a healthy way to live. So October 1st, I'm setting new uh, expectations and new boundaries. I'm also taking some time off. Sure you are. Sure you are. Things are happening. Things are happening. But no, I remember when I worked at uh, Channel Four at the news station here, and I moved up rather quickly. Mm-hmm. Rather, rather. I'm sorry. Rather quickly. Uh, so I started out in the studio, and 18 months later, I was a technical director, and oh, that just like never happens. But along the way, I learned how to do audio and graphics and directing and mm-hmm. in-camera studio stuff. So it's like I knew all these jobs. So what what happened was I turned into because I also had the sweetest schedule. I had mm-hmm. I only worked f- uh, four tens, and on two of those days, like six of those hours, there was no work to do because mm-hmm. there was no news going on. So I don't know why they had me there at all. But uh, what happened it was I turned into the guy that would fill in for everybody when they were on vacation. Mm-hmm. So like, oh, this morning technical director is going on vacation for a week. You get to cover them. Or this weekend or this evening, guys, taking off for two weeks. So you get to cover all their shifts as well as do your shifts. So it worked, turned into me just working 60, 70 hours a week. And it's like yeah. great to have overtime and all that fun stuff. But I also had no time to enjoy having all that extra money that was, you know, at the time, a lot of money because it was because I was young. I was like 26 or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, actually, that's that's the exact kind of description or the right analogy is like I've become the guy. Right. Anytime that there's a breakdown in the process, I'm the guy who's going to fix it. Or anytime something non-conventional is happening, I'm the guy. Anytime. But that's that's 
also in the negative sense, because those are all things that that's perfectly appropriate and that's fine. I enjoy being like a, a difficult problem solver. Like that's ultimately one of the things that I'm good at. Um, the problem is, is that when other people who should be doing the things that I'm doing, but they're just incapable of doing so, whether because of lack of um, training or education or lack of like even just the will to do something that might be a little bit more difficult or anything like uh -huh. that. Like, I don't know. I, I don't even know how I'm going to do this, but I'm going to solve. Like, for instance, what I mean specifically is my natural inclination when I am set with a task that I don't know how to do is that I'm going to read everything that's available to me and I'm going to read about like how to do this thing and then I'm going to figure out how to do it. Like I at least will come with a suggestion before I ask for help. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to try and do something, but there's a lot of kind of, uh, that doesn't really go around as much. I feel like, and I'm not saying one of these like, Oh, these days the kids are so lazy with the TikTok and the, the, you know, whatever, even though I think that that might also be true, but that also might just be me being a 1 million year old person now. <laughs> but, uh, but I kind of think that, um, you know, there's, there's sometimes that I'm recognizing that people realize that, oh, I, he's the guy, he's going to solve it. I'm not, I'm not even going to do anything because I know I can rely on him to solve it. And so then that's when I end up doing somebody else's job, essentially. Yeah. And that, yep. that ends up. But yeah, to your point, I, I have a, you know, I'm making decent money, but no time to enjoy it. <laughs> and that's important. Yeah. So that's why I set myself up to take a solid week off um, because I realized outside of a day, I haven't taken any um, time off this entire calendar year. Uh, although that might get interrupted because I might have to do jury duty during my week off. <laughs> well then take another week off. Yeah. I mean, I sure would like to. And, and the thing is, well, okay. So here's my problem with jury duty. If we can segue into that for just one second. And it's I not already, I think we've already talked about this cause you're still registered in Tucson instead of. Yeah. Phoenix, right? yeah. yeah. So, but the thing is on this form, it says like, Oh, don't call the courthouse. Like you're not supposed to do that. We'll email you. Like you just fill out the questionnaire and in the questionnaire say why you'd like to be excused or why. And for me, it's not even that I want to be excused. I just want to just move, move me to something in Phoenix. That's fine. I don't yeah. care. Like yeah. I'll do, I'll do my quote unquote civic duty or whatever. Um, but they specifically say not to call and we'll email you back. Well, it's already the middle of September and the days that they had me for were the second week of October. I'd like to know, please, am I going or what? What the fuck? Right. So that's the weird predicament I find myself in. Well, good luck with that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll be honest with you. I watched a video on Instagram algorithms. Uh-oh. And I'm even more confused now than when I started. I thought I had a good grasp on like what that means, uh, but it turns out after watching a video that A, I didn't have a good grasp, and B, I um, very clearly don't know what I'm doing. Well, I don't think, well, I think a lot of people claim to know what they're doing, but I don't think a lot of people do know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just, it's just, I think what's happening with Instagram right now is they're trying to weed out all the garbage. Mm -hmm. I feel like uh, they, they just recently released some guidelines. There's 25 guidelines on how to, on what content they're kind of willing to promote versus 
uh, just anyone nilly willy just putting up whatever they want and sharing that. So, right. Well, wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. I thought this. I thought the platform not necessarily was, but I thought it was for people sharing willy nilly whatever they wanted. It is. So you can share with whatever you want as long as it is, you know, aligned with the community guidelines that they put forward. So you can't mm-hmm. do, I don't know, when you do the weird things that Atish does often. Yeah, sure. But I think what is happening is there, it's, it's about getting people on Instagram to stay on Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. And so for people to stay on Instagram, they need to have quality content that people want to engage with. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like on YouTube how they're how nowadays it seems everyone's making like a twenty minute long video, yeah. Versus back in the day when everyone was doing a three minute video, nice and tight, yeah. Tight. Right, three that minutes. was like the, that was a thing back in the days, like three minutes long. Yeah, uh, it's about keeping people on that platform. So that's why people are making really long videos so people stay on YouTube for ten minutes and they could play three ads instead of one ad, or they're on YouTube for twenty minutes they could play six ads instead of. 40 ads. So it's all about ad revenue, right? Uh-huh. So on Instagram, if you're making good content that people want to see and engage with and share, they can use that to promote Instagram themselves as well as uh, getting people to funnel to places they know people are going to go so they could advertise there, if that makes any sense. Okay. So, I mean, yeah. So, so basically, uh, the... I mean, I knew that obviously the platform itself has to benefit somehow, but it, it wasn't immediately apparent, but I guess it should have been. So essentially the stuff that has a higher appeal that fits within the community guidelines gets ends up getting promoted in, in this in the circles, I get, or how do I, how would I refer to that? In the different communities, I guess, that are interested in those items and the things that get promoted more are basically the things that will keep people on the platform longer. Thus, more ad revenue can be, or more ad revenue can be generated by selling more advertising space. Right. And, and also they're, they're weeding out content that people don't like. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. And, and how do they define that? I guess. They, they, they sent out a guideline of like 25 things that uh-huh. define that basically. So if you make stuff that doesn't fall on that list, you should be fine. But like an example would be like giveaways. Like people are annoyed by giveaways or you follow mm. these 10 people, you'll get, you know, 10 followers back. So those kind of like cheap tawdry sort of tricks almost. Right. Or like yeah. all those uh, seaweed wrap weight, weight loss belts or whatever, <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah. And, the, you know. So I think the thing about uh, those things is that they're not really high quality content. Yeah. It's just like quick grabs and this doesn't really engage with people. And it's just like a quick get like scheme, which mm-hmm. doesn't really help you in the long run. Yeah. As you an individual. There's, man, as a complete side note, it's like one day I'll just show you my uh, inbox of just all the like detox teas and weight loss this and like, you know, whatever, all this like shit. I just get messages constantly yeah. about like, hey, we want to. And everyone picked up the word. It became a buzzword. Like it actually was something that meant something, but then it became completely meaningless. But like we want to collab with you, like whatever. It's like. And it's all people who I have no idea who the fuck this is or what the fuck product this yeah, is. Yeah, they're all whatever. bots. It's all spam. It's all bots. It's not yeah. good stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's it's completely moved into the you know what our email inboxes used to look like. It's now kind of the same thing. So it's curating the it's it's automatically in the background curating what 
people in your sort of network want to look at. Right. Well, I guess it's basically, uh, it's, it's, I, I feel like when Instagram started, there was no, uh, standard, like they had no, like there's no, they didn't set a bar of what was good and what was bad. Mm-hmm. Right. So now it's, you know, I don't know how long Instagram has been around. Uh, me neither. Uh, I remember it used to look like a much different app. Like it, it used to quick. be, it used to be um, like an actual like camera or something was the the icon. Yeah, it's still kind of that. It's just in a weird, futuristic sort of one gradient color form. Yeah, uh, but it started in, in October of 2010, so that was 10 years ago. Wow, good lord, how crazy is that? Yeah, that's why. So, so I feel like over the last 10 years, they're finally putting a very strict standard on what they want on their platform. Uh-huh. And so they have all the power now because everybody's on it. Like so right. many people are on it. So it's it makes sense that they're doing this and they're trying to, I guess, just optimize their content on their platform so they don't turn into this hodgepodge mess of <laughs> malarkey. Well, I mean, I, I think that that's... Uh, do they change this in a pretty regular fashion? Because I remember it wasn't that long ago, or maybe it was. Maybe I'm just losing track of time. But I remember it wasn't that long ago that they changed the way that stuff was organized such that it wasn't a chronological display anymore. Like now it was, it seemed more randomly assembled. So things that were actually happening or being posted currently were not act, or were not appearing first. It was It was just... More, it seemed like more altered or more curated, and I feel like everyone um, hated that. Uh, yeah, and they've made it worse. They've made it worse. They've made it worse. I remember that. I think that was like three years ago. Really? Yeah, I think it was a while ago where they made the timeline be not uh, linear. It's not yeah. by when someone posts; it's by when uh, when they decide to show you stuff that they think you would like, as mm-hmm. opposed to I follow all these people. This is the time that they post. Yeah. And showing all that content in that order. So and now so, so it's not organized like that currently. Uh it's it's like that. So what I've noticed in the last update, and this last update happened like a couple weeks ago. Uh-huh. Uh, and there was another update earlier in the year. So they've been changing it a lot apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh lately. The new and new algorithm is they show you like five things that you think you would like, and that's an exaggeration. So it's probably like 20 <laughs> things. So it's that, that old timeline of, you know, things we think you would like. Uh-huh. And then at the end of it, it says you're all cut up. So like you've seen it all. And then they put a little tiny uh, blue box that says older posts. And then it shows you nothing but new pages with giant followings that you might be interested in. Wait, is this an explorer or you're you're just general? No, this is on your feed. I don't think I have that then. I don't think mine operates like that. I could be wrong. I've been, to be completely honest, and that's why I thought this actually came at a perfect time. I've been on not exactly a hiatus, but pretty much a hiatus. Like, uh-huh. but just between a lot of the stuff going on, and then with with uh, you know quarantine because of COVID and uh, all this kind of stuff, I I just uh, saw that I had to kind of put my attention elsewhere for a while, like j- just for a while. Um, and uh, but now I've got several things kind of cooking in the works that I really uh, want to start. Kind of like pushing. pushing, yeah, yeah, pushing, and and you know some of those things even are are just like not for any monetary gain or anything like that, but just like 
projects that I'm interested in and things like that. And uh, I've I've kind of reached this point where I'm just like, okay, I'm ready to get back in, but I never actually learned an intelligent way to do this. And especially not with, so that's why when, when I was like, oh, okay, let me learn how this algorithm things work because A, we're going to talk about it right now. And then B, I can, you know, use that information. And then I was floored by how it's like, oh, you actually have to learn something here. Like I can't just, I can't just like plug and play here and expect to be, you know, popping up on people's radars. It turns out there's a lot more here that I didn't recognize. Yeah, you definitely, I think nowadays, I think I'm going to do this as well. I think I'm going to restart my social media platforms. It's, It's a lot of, before it was like, whatever you can get, just gather it up. Like whoever uh-huh. you can get to follow you, like the numbers was important. Like the numbers of likes were important. Like all of uh-huh. that was really important. Your, how large your following was like all that was important, but now it's more of a quality versus quantity. So, so it isn't, it doesn't, it's not dictated by how many people are liking or following. It's, it's about engagement and engagement is a whole other thing. So likes are kind of important, but not really. Comments are more important. Uh, stories, uh, replying to stories, doing polls on people's stories, doing oh. replying to DMs. It's a lot of grunt work. Yeah, see, I don't do any of that. Right. So you have no engagement. So you have zero engagement on your platform, <laughs> probably. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. Well, it's just because like nothing is ever so pressing to me or I'm not one of these people who's like, here's where I'm at. Like, and here's my story. It's like, I don't really do that. I don't engage in that kind of stuff. Everything I do is more... Um, focused and intentional to be to be like uh almost as if it's a written message but then accompanied with uh some kind of picture but i'm getting the feeling that that's not how this works anymore it is you're you're like one step away okay so so like engagement isn't hey like my picture because i'm at chipotle eating another burrito <laughs> uh, that's a know. good post i i uh i decry anyone to uh to talk shit about that post so I, I think where you're heading is you have, you know, a well thought out statement that you put with a photo right. and they all, they match, right? right. So, so a thing to get engagement on something like that is to put a call to action line in there. Like call how to do action. you feel? Right. How do you feel after doing a Murph? Oh, how do you yeah. feel after <laughs> doing 400 squats for no reason? You yeah. know? <laughs> Boy, do you have my uh, my voice down? <laughs> you you could just post for me. I think you're. I think we're exactly. Good. Or um, or like what motivates you to you know set goals like this? You know yeah, stuff like yeah. that that gets people to comment on and share their story. So less of a statement, more of a question, or or like opening up a discussion almost, as opposed to right. just just like uh, I'm telling you this. Here's what I'm putting in front of you. Right. It's like going to online school and how they make you sit through all those forums or get to yeah. comment four times on your forum. Oh, God. Yeah, man. I remember those from uh, being at U of A and I took one of my classes online or something like that just because it was a uh, what they called a trad, which was a traditions and cultures class, which means to me that it doesn't exactly have to do with my degree. So I'm going to try and put it online if I can so I don't have right. to physically be in. But the problem is... They're harder. They're much worse. I should have just gone into lecture class and just like, okay, we're going to read these chapters. We're going to talk about this, you know, whatever. But now it's like, oh, you have to comment. You have to post your own uh, uh, like 500 word submission into the discussion. And then you need to have four to five meaningful discussions with other people. It's like, 
how do how do you so quanti- qualify this as meaningful? I don't I don't know what a meaningful discussion is on this topic, but now you're forcing me. It's like you can't force a meaningful discussion. Either one happens or it doesn't. But I, I can't, you know, try and have a back and forth conversation with somebody that we're all just like trying to quote things out of a book. It was yeah. it was dumb. Anyway, so so this is actually about how how much you're connecting and engaging with other people almost in that sort of fashion, but not with a a textbook that we have to relate to. Exactly. Well, I guess you're making your own textbook, which is your feed, your page, what you're posting. But uh, but yeah, so it's a it's a it's it can be an overwhelming thing to get into. Mm-hmm. But I think we can streamline it, streamline it, do it the Roman style. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and still have and still build a decent following. Yeah, that's so. How have you been kind of because I know that you transitioned your strategy uh, not too recently, but a, a little like in recent memory, I guess is yeah. what I mean to say, like within, you know, v- vaguely, maybe a year, two years or something like that. Um, are you doing any sort of are you moving into you mentioned that you're transitioning again or you're kind of rebooting? What what have you figured out from this last transition that worked and like what didn't work for you? So I think what's uh, not working for me is I have zero engagement on my page. Mm. And I think that's because I have the wrong audience following what do, me. What do you mean? I feel like the followers I have, because uh, my Instagram page used to start as like a personal account. Mm-hmm. And then it turned into an Elephant Scout account. Right. And when it turned into an Elephant Scout account, you know, we got a few filmmaker type following a, a smaller following of people like that. And then yeah. we added a social media manager who basically invited all of her followers to like it. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's like the audience is this hodgepodge of three different things that don't really connect to each other. Mm. So it's not like a Venn diagram where you have like these three circles essentially that do have some overlapping section to it. It's just three interspersed, like separated items. Right. And, you know, I don't know. I like the content I'm creating. I think the, aligns with an audience that I don't have at the moment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I, so I think uh, if you're going to dive into this Instagram world, you should yeah. define your audience. Ooh, okay. Uh, well, so that's actually what I was. So let let me just uh, hit you with a uh, kind of a more theoretical question. So let's say I was. I have two separate things that may or may not have some overlap because my, I I think I'm a lot like you in this sense where my natural tendency is, Oh, well, whatever I'm doing, it goes on the one page, right? Like it it, it all makes like, this is all my singular lifetime experience. So therefore I just, I lump it all up into the same thing. But what you're saying here essentially is that if I am even anticipating having two separate audiences that may not overlap, then I should separate those two things. Uh, what do you think your two audiences are? Uh, well, at this point, um, is it for flow floral? Y- yeah, see, that's the thing. It's like I can see that there is overlap, right, between what I guess I'm currently doing and what you know. But but what I mean even more, in, in a sort of sense, is that I also previously have like what you were saying about a, a hodgepodge of like uh, of. Uh, of uh, audience members that it's just like, it's a mixture of just random people. So therefore you're not drawing the same kind of engagement that you would with kind of a more directed and focused group. Uh Um, I think that I've done that. Like this was just my personal page. So it just has stuff, you know, from 
it, it doesn't follow a consistent message or a consistent theme. And I wonder how much that would be a detriment to floral stuff that is branded and on target and like specifically messaged. So, so you want to do a feed for floral and you want to do like a personal feed or for something else? Uh, y- yeah. And possibly for something else. Like I might want to pivot to something else. So, so here's essentially the, the three things that I have in mind where one of them is what I'm currently already doing or right. not, I'm not doing as the case may be because I'm, I went on hiatus. Um, and, and you'll see from what like my, my personal one looks like currently is that I'm already kind of, I have the, the seedlings of these three, but they're all integrated into the same page and therefore it doesn't make any sense. It's not, it's not contiguous. Right. So basically, um, I have my personal shit that is just literally personal shit. But as a result of that, it's also stuff that I would use for floral, like all that Murph stuff. Um, that would be something that would also be ported there. Like I'm trying to think of, um, uh, okay, here's, here's a good example. Here's a good example of what I mean. Mm -hmm. There's this brand called NFQ, uh, which stands for never fucking quit. And they became actually recently or like semi-recently really, really popular. They started as this very kind of small page and they had a couple, like they would do, uh, they're they're in this uh, in the field of like drop shipping basically like they do small runs of um, of uh, clothing right uh, and like mostly athletic gear and stuff like that and then they drop ship those to to people so that's that's basically their industry right and they started as something really really small where they were just posting things like um, oh here's you know, our new shirt or something like that. And that would come every once in a, once in a while, whenever they had something, because they didn't have as many product runs as they do currently. Now they have an Mm -hmm. online store that's open perpetually that you can just buy from all the time, Mm -hmm. uh, with still like limited release runs and stuff. But at the time they were doing like, Oh, we've got our next drop is next month at this time. Here's the shirts that you can see on it and stuff like that. So they would do those, but then a majority of their stuff in between would be kind of their, branded message you, exactly. you see what I mean yeah yeah, yeah. so it's, it's stuff like um because they're specifically uh, a brand that's made by uh ex-military and stuff like that so it was all stuff about them like training and staying ready and you know these dudes with big ass muscles but then also like working out or wh- whatever it is right so that was they would do these like branded messages and then they would have product you know, drop announcements and then when that would go live and then, oh, we're experimenting with new fabrics or something. So that was kind of the the focus of that page right there. And I saw it grow to a level where it exploded. Now, the unfortunate thing is, is the guy who I originally kind of uh, aligned to and, and and got me interested in this company, he's no longer with the company anymore. So I actually see a decrease in the uh, interestingness of the posts. Yeah. Like they, it used to be very personal and very catered and very, you know, whatever. And now it's a little bit more broad focus, but they've also gotten a lot more success with the company. So it could just be that, you know, that's, that's what happens is it doesn't get at quite as, you know, high touch curated. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so that's, that's kind of the idea that I was working for flow roll and you can see how that's, or, you know, <laughs> hopefully a better name as, as that comes up, but, uh, which still, this is my number one. It's my, it's my number one name for, because it fits with what, 
it makes sense for what I'm trying to do, but we'll we'll touch back on that some yes, of the time. Yes, we know it makes sense for what it's trying to do. Yeah. <laughs> um but uh but but you can see how I'm kind of already doing that on my personal page, but also very poorly, right? Is that I could have branded announcements or product announcements and stuff like that, but then everything that I'm doing with like the Murph stuff that was interrelated. I would make it a little less personal and a little bit more broad, but those are the kinds of stuff that I would be posting because that's what the product would be used for, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And, or maybe some more like branded messaging of that type. So then there's that, there's my personal, and then there's um, another project that was just kind of more interesting because of how I ended up doing, uh, like this all kind of came together because I said at the top of this year that I was going to read 52 books this year, a book a uh-huh. week. Uh-huh. My, my stats got completely ruined by the Count of Monte Cristo because that book turns out is, it's, it's 1300 pages. pages. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so long. Like, yeah. look at this thing. <laughs> Anyways. Are you almost done though? Are you done yet? Yeah, I'm finally, I'm finally done. I'm within, uh, I think 70 pages. So after we're done here, I'm going to finally wrap it up. But, um, but in doing that, then I started, uh, posting on LinkedIn. And so this is where I started to realize that there's different, like you apply yourself to different mediums differently. You're right. Um, which I know is a super dumb sentence, but whatever, what can I do? Uh, but with the LinkedIn, I actually got quite a bit of a following just like, okay, here are these books that I'm reading and let me summarize these key points. And those were kind of these more long kind of drawn out content heavy posts. Um, But they actually kind of drew an audience on that platform because that's what's expected there is is like something that has, that you can actually sink your teeth into. Um, And because a lot of people there are here to either network professionally or learn something or whatever, it fit right in with the market there. So I was thinking, how could I, instead of posting to LinkedIn, how could I post to a central hub doing the same thing that I'm already doing, right? Which is basically, look, I learn a lot through reading constantly. A lot of people don't. I can share this. And also it puts me in a position where I'm writing more frequently, which is something that I want to do. And um, I think it kind of puts, it helps me retain the information that I just read because now I'm teaching it to somebody else essentially through Mm -hmm. like a mass posted. So I was like, all right, how would I go about starting a website of my own that would hold these essays in them that would post to LinkedIn? And then I was like, well, how do I draw more people in? Cause nobody's gonna, you know, I have to worry about SEO and stuff like that. And nobody's going to be searching these things. I don't think. So I was like, oh, what if I made a social media account that was used as a funnel to bring people in? But I was like, how do I do that? Right. So, so I came up with this idea called DSK, Daily Shared Knowledge, which is like everyone loves those little quote posts that are just, you know, a single uh-huh. like frame or whatever. It has to be very interesting. It has to be applicable. And it has to be, I think, if I'm understanding what you're telling me right now, it has to be tagged correctly such that it's reaching the right communities so that it'll be seen by the right people. No, 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 okay. not, any, not anymore. Not anymore. Okay. So what's the yeah. new recipe then uh, is the, to engage with, engage with my audience. So I need to be talking to them or they, I need to get them to talk to me. You need to. All right. So what I've been seeing is finding like-minded pages, like similar to what you're going for. 
So like motivational quotes, there's like there's a there are a dime a dozen on Instagram. Yeah, tons, tons. So uh, I I you did something you did say something that is really a good thing to keep in mind is your content has to be high quality. Mm. It has to be high quality, has to be unique, and it has to be unique to you and gets people to realize it's unique and want more of it. Shit. Okay, that's that, uh that's a pretty tall order. <laughs> I mean, because people can repost, you know, uh, memes or posts from other people's things. Yeah. You know, that's how people gain, you know, people like to share stuff like that. That's called mm-hmm. shareable content, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're creating shareable content, people can share on to their audiences on their platforms that they uh, resonate with. That's how you build. That's one way that you get followers. Mm. Okay. Right? So, so that's how I would create the, the followership amongst that, that like content posting basically. Right, you creating shareable content that people want to share is one part of it. Okay. Another part of it is you have to go out and find where those people live on that platform you want to build your following on. So if it's on Instagram, you want to find multiple accounts or hashtags because you can follow hashtags now. Mm. And you know, I I started doing this and I'm not really good at it yet, but I'm. <laughs> I've I found pages that I think I would like to gain an audience from or like become known in uh-huh. this person's following. Uh-huh. And I turn on the the push notifications, the post notifications. Uh-huh. So as soon as they make a post, I can make a comment myself uh, immediately. So throughout the day while people are looking through their feed and they see that and they see there's 100 comments, uh I'm one of the top ones. So Oh, so then you'll actually appear and so right. if it's like, if it's a valuable like item, whatever it is, and then right. you have made a valuable contribution to it, that will drive that, that, uh, engagement. Right. If I say something smart, something witty that people like, they're going to click on my profile and then they're going to land on my page. And that's where high quality, unique content comes in. Okay. Yeah. See, because that, that was ultimately the, the goal in a sense is that not only do I want to attract people, but I want to keep them there and I want to right. keep them there such that there's an interest because once they click the link then because that's I would use it almost as lead generation would be the wrong word because that implies that I'm selling something hopefully right. I will and hopefully right. I can use this as a conversion like uh, I, I I refer to it as baby in the house uh, in reference to uh, a it's always sunny episode where they merge two ideas like they're on two separate uh, two separate uh, plots but then they come together at the end. They say, okay, baby in the house. We're going to put the baby in the house. So same thing, right? Is that I think that the communities of people who are into like, you know, constant never-ending improvement and blah, 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 whatever. I have a suspicion that those people will also be into the idea of flow roll, but at w- once it has like a wider application than just martial arts, but even 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 as martial arts, you know, whatever. That's I think those communities are intersected. So right. my idea was to use these things as basically funnels for one another so this DSK daily shared knowledge thing is like it's posting on here, but then I need to keep you interested in that and engage enough with that such that you click the link that takes you to the website, which then not only will have these long form essays, but may also. And, and that's the thing. I'm not sure if I want to baby in the house, but it, it was something that crossed my mind is that I right. could. Right. So it, 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 it's it, what you're proposing sounds like a lot of work for someone to go from. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, mind you, know, you, I'm not doing anything at all right now. So right, that, right, right. <laughs> well, just like from an audience perspective, from a follower yeah. perspective, you, I'm gonna stumble upon you 
in theory, on another right. person's page. I'm going to click on your page. I'm going to see your high-quality content that is mm -hmm. unique and something that resonates with me. And then on top of that, you're going to ask me to click on your website mm -hmm. to get more stuff. So the thing that was really going to drive the follower to actually follow all those steps is that the content has to be really, really good and worth it. Mm, so we have to sense? focus. Yeah, yeah, it, it does. It does. That actually makes a lot of sense. So it's like that's before you focus so much on creating this funnel kind of system, it's like you have to you have to focus more on what's going to bring people there in the first place. Like, right. Like, and, and, and have be known for it in a sense, like start like building that uh, reputation a little bit. Right. So and if it resonates with you, it's going to be a lot easier to create quality content with that because you care about it. Mm -hmm. And it, mm -hmm. you know, resonates with you. So that's going to uh, be very uh, visible to an audience person. It's, it's, it's not going to be gimmicky. It's not going to feel or sound gimmicky coming from a genuine person. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and that's, and that's where like you see these successes basically and you wonder, well, what's the difference between what that guy's doing and what this other person is doing? They look relatively the same, but one is more of an authenticity and, and, uh, feels more natural, like evokes something and, and keeps people interested. Whereas the other may be a little more phoned in or is mimicking an approach, but doesn't actually right. mean anything. Yeah. So, yeah. So, and it's it just like from the get go, I mean, I would, I would probably, cause I, I know you love to do stats and studies and, mm -hmm. you know, maybe make a flow roll page. Yeah. see, And that was sort of the thing is that I figured that I would have to separate these things as opposed to just lumping it all, like still on my one that has a bunch of personal stuff on it and, you know, whatever. I feel like that would be kind of what you're the pain point that you're speaking to right now, which is that you have this sort of mixed audience. So when you try and go into a directed motion, you're only catching half or a third of the people that are in your followership, essentially. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think I do want to uh, create then. So separate entities then is the, is the way to go. Uh, eventually, once any of these things become big enough, then of course you can. Like, there are certain people who now have eclipsed the need to do so. I think uh, because they they've created like a voice that perpetuates. So now they're just a single account, right? It it doesn't matter what it is they can. Well, it it sounds like no matter how you look at it, reading fifty two books and creating a supplement to, you know improve your martial arts skills sounds like the same thing it's all yeah, about self-improvement mm -hmm. so you know making a separate account could be you know i guess it no matter what you're going to be attached to them right they're going to people are going to have to resonate with you and connect with you mm -hmm. so maybe keeping it all on your personal page would be better hmm. man okay but but that's just something that's like something you need to decide is like uh, do i want to be the face of everything right and yeah. being the face of everything means you're always out there all the time yeah and and it's uh it, it's it's also then a little bit binding in a different sort of way right because the the idea of having a completely separate page allows me to be like okay i've got a lot of creative freedoms here um be, because it's it's whatever message i want to put out or whatever whereas if i'm doing it completely always based on myself and always based on you know, uh, my personal image and stuff like that. I feel like that ends up being a little bit more of a constraint than it does. I, I, I think it can help, but it ends up being more of a constraint. Well, maybe if you uh, tweak all your posts and your stuff to, to talk about your intentions more so than your results. 
So if you're like, I'm I'm trying to do a hundred sit-ups this week mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for for oh, justice. I see what yeah, yeah. So someone can relate to that. You know, trying to see someone else actually going on a journey that maybe they're thinking about doing. And so I think that might be easier to connect with for some people. Yeah, that's that's interesting. The most the most success I've ever had from this kind of uh, was uh, I had a brief run with an energy drink company, and I think they still actually owe me some commission. So that reminds me, I need. I'm to, sure they do. Yeah, write them an email. I need a lawyer. Sh- I need to shoot off a yeah, or basically written by me pretending to be my lawyer, whichever. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I basically have, uh, I, I think I've, you know, I made some money off them already and then I had a little more money sitting in the pot. So I want to kind of check in on that. But uh, that was kind of the narrative actually that was working out was uh, during lockdown and during, you know, uh, quarantine, I really only had myself. Like I didn't, you, you, I didn't have any of these, any of these pillars around to keep myself into fitness and stuff like that. Like the, the gyms weren't open and neither were like any trainers or, you know, when I go train jujitsu, it's like, I've got coaches who are teaching me and stuff like that. Like those are all things that kind of like, you have to make the step, but they end up reaching out and pulling you in, in a sense. But once we were on quarantine and lockdown, like that just didn't exist anymore. So then that was what I was posting about. And that was what, uh, people actually were like into, like, I got a lot of people who were like, Oh man, yeah, I'm trying to, I want to stay fit this, you know, quarantine myself. And they were asking me how to do that or what I would recommend or something like that. So it's like, that's, it's funny that you bring that up because that's actually where I saw the most, uh, what was the word we used for this? Uh, attention, attention or engagement, I think was the word we were using. Oh, intention, engagement. uh, Oh, intention. Yeah. Yeah, that was where I saw the most. And so it's like, because it was something that I was literally figuring out while I was doing it. And because I was just being completely forthright and honest and like, I don't know, all right, here's what I'm doing for the day. And when I put out what I was doing for the day, then other people are like, oh man, that's, that's great. Like, I want to get on that level. Here's what I'm doing. Like, what should I do next? I'm like, oh, I don't know. Let me. That's exactly what you need. That's the engagement that you need. The the back and forth conversations there. Right. Yeah. Okay. Because, I mean, there's a ton of fitness people on Instagram. There's a lot following me right now lately for some weird reason. I think I accidentally joined some engagement group. (laughs) That's your new circle? I want to get out. I want to get out of it. So, especially my (laughs) photography page, I just want to get out of it. But it's just like, how many pictures can you see of people at the gym doing bench press? And it's like evidently, um, like you're you're not there yet. Yeah. A million. And it's all like, uh, just go out there and get it. Yeah. And it's just like, no, uh, no, I'm not going to go out there and get it. I'm annoyed just looking at you doing it. Why would I want to do that? So uh-huh. there's, there's no real connection to it. But when you make posts like you did, where it's more about this is what I'm doing, this is why I'm doing it, you know, yeah, it's, it's not about shoving it down someone's throat. It's about opening yourself up to receive support or criticism, which is the hard part. Ugh, yeah, yeah. I remember this one time. I even, I even put like it's amazing how random people from the internet can be so shitty. Yeah. Like I posted the, this thing that was actually more of a joke than anything else, but it was. Uh, I remember it was me um, doing a clay pigeon shooting, which I had never done before. Uh, but I was actually like. I had just maybe beginner's luck or something like that. Like I was actually pretty good at it because, you know, I, I presume that you had to be a little bit more precise, but of course these things are shooting like bird shot. So it's like more of a spray. So you have to be precise to a degree. Like you can't overall just completely fuck it up. But basically if your reaction time is good and your hand eye coordination is fairly good, then like you're, you end up being decent at it turns out. 
Well, so anyway, so I was doing this and I was wearing uh, actually a shirt much uh, alike to this. I was wearing just a plain white shirt, which is a signature uh, a Tish look. I hope to have people recognize that, but I don't think it's something I own. I think it's, I think that's Hashtag general. a Tish look. You know, uh, just uh, go ahead and share that out. Um, but yeah, I I, uh, I was wearing a shirt much unlike, not unlike this, since, you know, it's pretty tight, pretty whatever. I was like, oh, I'm sharing this less because uh, of my skill at, at uh, clay pigeon shooting, but more about uh, how you can see my lats coming in nicely or whatever. And then some random guy, like most people, like, you know, were just in my network and liking it and stuff like that. But then there was this one guy who like came, who I have no idea who he is. I don't, I don't even know how he found the post, but I guess maybe based on this, it ended up winding its way into one of these, you know, circles. Uh, and he was just like, so negative and shitty, like was talking shit about me shooting, which I was like, well, first of all, it's my first time. So I don't really give a fuck. But then after that, he was like, and I don't really see any lats either. And I was like, my God, dude, it was a joke. You need to, like, you need to relax. It's like he's just coming onto random people's pages and leaving these like really shitty comments. It's like, ugh. Yeah. But I guess you have to be open to that to be able to like engage with people. That's that's how this works. Yeah, right? it's just it's just you know you can't get away from it. People are just the worst, hmm. especially on the internet. Yeah. So you said that you were thinking about rebooting your strategy. What are you uh, kind of looking to achieve? I guess. Well, I th- I think what I'm gonna want to do is not post every day because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm finding that it's harder to create quality content when you need okay. to post seven days yeah. a week. That's a yeah. lot. Of, it's a lot of stuff. It's a lot. It, I mean, I think I, it's a, it's a double edged sword, right? Because you want to be on everyone's attention or you want to be, you know, constantly relevant and you want to constantly be grabbing people's attention. But at the same time, if you do that, then you're intention on each of those items becomes like a little weaker and, and it becomes a little more like contrived, I guess you could say. Right. Well, especially on the, the platform of like Instagram, that's no longer the case anymore. It's like, you're no longer trying to be in everyone's face 24 seven. You just need to have this quality and engagement every once in a while. Hmm. So like, that, so if I, yeah. Yeah. So if I post three times a week and it's really good stuff that people comment on and engage with, that's going to be way better than, me posting every day and just getting, you know, 40 yeah. likes or 100 likes or whatever I get on Instagram. Who See, that's, that's interesting because that sounds way more manageable to me. Right. Yeah. So it, it, I guess it all comes down to uh, that theory we keep talking about, the 1,000 true fans. Yep. I mean, you know, 1,000 you know, true fans is, is a, it's just a number to make the, the math easy. So, you know, recapping it once again, 1,000 true fans theory is you get 1,000 people to spend 100 bucks on you. For, throughout the year mm-hmm. and that's a hundred thousand dollars and that's you know enough to live off of in theory in yeah. most places right so whatever you know you can always change the numbers let's say you need two hundred thousand dollars to live or you need thirty thousand dollars to live you can always mm-hmm. tweak the numbers to align with whatever you need but uh, i i do think that having those quality engagements on instagram is going to help define who those people are mm-hmm. and help me define what i can create to get them to spend a hundred dollars on me yeah, that's that's actually a really strong point. And I, I can see now why you brought that up earlier that it's like, oh, you like tests and doing whatever, because it allows you to kind of uh, test out just in a vague, like uh, non-expensive, because let's say I just immediately go, uh, let's say I was trying to be a clothing company like NFQ, like we brought up before. And I just go ahead and I'm like, all right, I'm going to do my first my first run. 
you know, whatever. We haven't sampled out. We haven't asked anyone about how these designs look. We haven't asked about what people's interests are, you know, all that kind of stuff. Do they want more athletic fit stuff? Do they want more casual wear, blah, blah, blah. We haven't asked any of that. We're just going to go ahead and do it. Right. You're really kind of betting the house on whatever you presume people's impressions are. Whereas what, what you're basically saying is this allows me to kind of test and retest and see response and engagement with stuff. And then I can really cater myself to the stuff that gets a high level or, or even the people in, in the case of the audience, in a sense, I can cater myself to the higher engagement points as opposed to those where it's a little more lukewarm or, or maybe not at all. Right. So, yes, I mean, I've, I've been cons- pretty consistent for the last few months. So there's definitely uh, numbers there that I can look at and check mm-hmm. out the engagement and see what really uh, works and what doesn't work so I can streamline what content I'm creating. So I'm not just, you know, I feel like I'm pulling stuff out of my butt every other day because I don't really know what to post, you know? Yeah, yeah. So just helping to define what I should be posting that my audience likes, I think that's going to be a good thing. But now I need to find new audience members that I think would enjoy what I'm trying to create here. Mm-hmm. So, so it's, it's, it's uh, I guess I need to work on um, my story a little bit more and getting out who Elephant Scout is and what we do. Yeah. Because I feel like I don't do that enough. I think that's an important part that a lot of people don't realize they have to do kind of on a regular basis. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because I feel like you, you would constantly have this turnover in a sense, like you have old people who have been there for a long time who already know what you're about, what you do, but you are then, this might be your one, because you engaged in a certain way this week, you're getting a better presentation or, or maybe a more diverse presentation than you had previously. So now you right. have to kind of like retell that, that, that introduction, the, the origin story, if you will. The origin story indeed. Yeah. So that might be something to keep in mind with you. I mean, how often do you post about jujitsu on your page or has Rarely. it been nothing but but murphs i mean that's the thing it's pr- like i stopped basically i stopped posting in general so let me see when my late i mean my latest was fairly recently but that was of my dog so again see how it's like mixed it's it's yeah. not it's not a a singular thematic element and then before that it was several months ago and then it was just murph stuff Right. So, you know, if, if you're trying to, let's say, engage with an audience that would also like to supplement their rolling mm-hmm. skills, you know, maybe put that on your page every once in a while that you do that. That's something you do. Like you've been doing this for 300 years or however long you've been doing it. <laughs> 300 years. It's been 300 nonstop years. Right. So, so I, I want to do that with uh, Elephant Scout. Just be like, this is the content I want to create. These are the stories I want to tell. Mm. Putting Pushing videos like that every once in a while just to keep that uh, on the forefront. It's like, that's what's important to us. This is what we're creating. Are you on board with it or not? Yeah. All that, all that fun stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think you're. I think you're right. I think restating that, uh, not mission statement per se, but kind of like that. Yeah, uh, restating that every once in a while probably will be good, not only to attract new people who are unaware, but then also will be good for uh, probably as things maybe develop, you'll mm-hmm. you'll be more concise or more targeted in, in what you're trying to do. So that could also help refine that messaging as well. Um, so. Quick question, and, you, and don't think too heavily on it. If you had to choose like one strategy that you think really worked for you really well, uh, or like whatever whatever you think works really well, uh, or a post of yours that you think did really well, and why, and which one of yours do you think was was a total mistake or was uh, just received poorly or something like that, and why? 
I think uh, of recent ones, uh, let's look at the page real quick. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. The one I was most worried about, I think, did the best. Really? So I've, I've noticed that, um, like in general, like, like on a general sense, the ones where I'm actually talking to the camera seem to do better. Because those mm. are the ones where I'm, I'm like, hey, I haven't explained this yet, or I haven't explained my benefit screening yet. Yeah. I've like written it out, but I haven't said it out loud. And maybe people just want to watch me say it as opposed to reading about it. And so I find that when I explain things or I am on camera, that does better than like a post with a poster explaining it in the caption. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, like off the wall one recently that was quite popular was the um, the WAP. The WAP. Oh, yeah. That we yeah. made with the mummy dancing. Uh, yeah. But that, I think that's just because we just hopped on a trend early on uh yeah i mean it, it certainly was because i don't think that's even totally crested out yet or i think it i think it only recently hit its peak and then probably it started to diminish so i think your timing on that honestly was excellent i don't know if that was like really intentional or if it just happened to be the right place right time kind of thing but your timing on that was unparalleled because it was right as it was reaching peak it was, it was helped by the fact that like a lot of different audiences that normally probably wouldn't have heard about this, like, uh, you know, Ben Shapiro types yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and all that kind of thing. Like it really got a massive sort of spread and you hit right at that time. Kind yeah, of. So yeah, yeah. It, it kind of really worked well with the, with the, uh, with the attention that that kind of had in a global sort of sense. Yeah. And, and, it, and the thing I was worried about was that it was going to offend people because I mm-hmm. assume my audience is really old because I'm really old. <laughs> but what happened was it showed me that there there's like a younger follower group that I have of of women mm-hmm. that just thought it was hilarious and they just really like hopped on board of that you know that what that song represents to them I think and yeah. I think just just being accepting of that is what got them to engage on that post which was nice. Yeah, the things that worked really well for me, for instance, because I had this year long sort of project where I was and I seem to do that all the time. I don't know what that is about me or what what that says exactly, but I do this constantly. So like this year, I'm reading a book every week or I was trying to before the Count of Monte Cristo fucking ruined it. But um, uh, I'm still going to hit really close to goal or if I just because it's like I could burn out a whole bunch of business books. Business books are typically 200 to 250 pages. I can murder a couple of those in the week and I can still get back on track, but it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to necessarily. Cause that's, that's padding the numbers basically with like easy reads, but, you right. know? So, so I don't know if I want to do that. Cause that kind of ruins the intent of what I was trying to accomplish. But anyways, uh, so I did a year's worth of Murphs. I did a Murph every weekend for a year and it was crazy how that actually grew. That grew my audience for sure because it was the most consistent thing that I was posting. And there was like intersplice things, you know, here and there, like some things in my dog or some things hanging out with me and my family or something like that. But for the most part, over the course of a year, it was just that Murph stuff. And you could really see how, um, you know, likes and followerships early on were limited or low because most likely I didn't have the audience that was attracted to that sort of a thing. But then as, you know, because I'm hashtagging everything and blah, 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 as we get closer and closer to the end... And then uh, the one that has the most uh, or or the sequence that has the most, I guess, I really figured it out when I started. I don't know if you'll be like on the camera, but it's like I really figured it out when I started posting, you know, Murph posts, but also with my dog. When I started, that was real baby in the housing right there. <laughs> it turns out nobody uh, like everybody loves 
like my audience really liked the Murph posts and everyone loves dogs. And so just bringing those two together really, really nailed it. Really uh, nailed but it was, it. it was really interesting actually to see the resolution of that because eventually the year was over and I had finished all 52 and the amount of like engagement that I got in those last couple ones. And then especially the last one, uh, I even did uh, a live for the double Murph so that I could like, uh, people could like tune in and it was crazy. Like I don't expect people to, A, it was six o'clock in the morning. So how many people could possibly be up <laughs> in the first place? But it was crazy that I was like seeing people who don't even follow me being like, oh yeah, get after it, you know, whatever. Like, I don't, I don't know who these people are. And then even some people from high school who I haven't talked to in forever were like, get after it, blah, blah, blah. You know, so it was, it was really cool to kind of see that resolution of almost telling a story in a sense through, uh-huh. through this. So that's definitely something I'm interested in kind of exploring in, in the future and, and uh, trying to work that out, but against this new engagement stuff. And I, I think that that only works better with it, right? That, that makes it more of a narrative or makes it more of a story. If now we're having a conversation or if I'm getting people to engage through these call to action sort of statements and stuff like that, I think that that could be helpful in the same purpose. Right. I mean, I feel like with those Murph posts, it was definitely more about intention and stuff like that. You weren't bragging right. that you were doing it. It was just like, I'm doing this. I'm sharing my inner thoughts with the world. Yeah. You know, if yeah. you added maybe some, a call to action where people say, Hey, you know, everybody do a quarter Murph or a mini yeah. Murph, you know, like who wants to do a mini Murph with me on Tuesday, something like that, that mm. would have, you know, helped build your audience even more. And then the other side of it is your consistency, consistency, because mm-hmm. you did, you know, 53 of them. Yeah. You know, so it's like, uh, everybody knew you were going to do it on a Saturday or a Sunday, whatever day you did it. And they knew right. what was going to happen and when, when it was going to happen. Yeah. So that's like the other flip side of this. Uh, you know, after finding your audience and what your audience enjoys is to constantly or consistently post content that they will engage with. Mm, mm-hmm. So making a calendar, it might be a good idea to, you know, I, I'm going to do this and this next week is I'm going to just sit down and do a whole month of months worth of content, just plan it all out, just sit mm. down and create memes, create shareable content, make a video, plan out videos I need to make write captions, write call to actions for those captions, make up polls, make up things uh, to post on my social media. So, cause that's the hard part. You can sit and stare at your phone for an hour, not knowing what to post. Yeah. But if you, but if you find a day or a moment where you just give yourself, you know, half a day to create content, you're going to get yeah. in a groove and you're going to just create stuff and it's going to be better than something you pull out of your butt. You do it on the, on the fly because right. like, oh, well, I already pulled up the picture. Time to type something out. Yeah, so find it when you're inspired, when you're motivated, and when you're on message. Like, right. Yeah, exactly. And, and those are kind of the moments is that I really needed that because I would, I would immediately post after I was done with the Murph. I've got all these post-workout endorphins going. I'm feeling fucking great. And now that, that was very on-brand and on-message. But if I would try to do that the next day, right, it's going to be completely lost. Like, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, that actually gives a, me. There was a ahead. Daniel Craig interview when the first time he quit Bond, not the second time, <laughs> uh, where everyone kept asking him if he's ready to do the next one, and he was always like, "No, I'm done. I'm out." And yeah. it's because it's he compared it to asking a marathon runner when they're going to run their next race right as soon as they cross the finish line. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. And, and so you know, some people have that 
a reaction to accomplishing something where they just want to do it again. But if it's something huge like a marathon, it's like I'm just gonna I just want to go get some pancakes and go to bed. Yeah, yeah. I've I've no interest in my next race at the moment. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, I, I totally get that. And you know what? Uh I have nothing to plug because uh although this actually did give me a great idea for floral mm-hmm. content. Um because we were talking about the Murph thing and then that that got the gears turning. But the one thing that, you know, less of a plug, more of uh, since you mentioned Daniel Craig, holy shit, am I excited for uh, No Time to Die. The newest trailer looks amazing. Yeah, it looks really good. It's like I'm bummed that it's Daniel Craig's last Bond, and I wish that they would tell us whoever the new person is going to be because I'm, I'm interested. Like there was a lot of talks around Idris Elba for a long time, and I thought that was a really strong move, but evidently that's not the case. Well, he's too old now. I think he's too old now. I mean, he's in yeah. his 50s, and, you know, he got to make at least four of them, I think. Right. And that's kind of the thing with Daniel Craig. It's like, okay, he's older now. We should probably push him out. I get it. But, uh, but Idris Elba was just exciting because he's so in, in all these different roles, he's like really physical as a, as an actor, but then also just very refined and polished in terms of like, he even did stuff like and, the office and <laughs> yeah. And charismatic where you just can't stop looking at the guy because you just yeah. want to be that guy's friend. Yeah. Dude, man, I would want to get a beer with him, you know? Yep. <laughs> Yep. Uh, so, so that's less of a less of a plug, but more. Man, I really hope that uh, by November, uh, I may be going to a movie theater. Ooh. So in, uh, in November. No, uh, we're, I'm talking it over right now because evidently these uh, theaters in uh, Phoenix they're called Cine Capri. Don't know why it's called that. Okay. And they're a little, the screen's like wider, it's a little bigger, it's a little more spacious. And because of that, they're able to, they just do seat reservations in those reclining chairs. They're able to clean more effectively. And so when you reserve uh, it, because they're only doing like 25% occupancy. So when you reserve, it blocks out the seats next to you and also blocks out the seats directly behind and in front. Uh-huh. So you get this kind of 360 degree sort of, I mean, not exactly, but, but close. So I was like, okay, if that's the case, I, I, it's, I'm a little, you know, it's like, all right, well, I should probably be mask on the entire time, but that seems like a long time for me to be masked up. So I'm still weighing it out. I might not want to, I've heard there's also, uh, but specifically I was going to go see tenant. Right. I'm hearing good stuff. I'm hearing bad stuff. I'm not sure where I fall on that. Uh huh. But uh, but I'm curious. I'm I'm definitely curious. I in general like Nolan movies, so uh, I'm thinking about going and seeing it in theaters. We'll see. Maybe I'll update next week. Maybe I'll have completely wussed out and not gone. Who knows? Who knows? Anything to to plug on your end? Oh, I've got nothing to plug on my end except maybe some. Uh... Nope, got nothing. <laughs> nope, got nothing. He's, he's retooling uh, movie scripts and he's retooling the uh, social media. So right now we're just in a, in a working phase. Yeah. So yeah, just, I'm just in a, I'm in a, a little uh, limbo. I'm in limbo right now. So nothing really exciting to announce, but I have a new idea that I'm really, uh, I'm going to have a meeting with about after, in like three minutes after we get off this call. Nice. I have a, I have a meeting to talk this new idea I have and I'm really excited about it. Okay. All it's right. A new, it's a new pivot, but I think will help everything with everything it'll help everything with everything you're always pivoting always pivoting always pivoting all right well we'll hear about that some other time 